Welcome to Radio Saxabord, a podcast from the UK's most northerly island of Unst. This small island of just 46 square miles is home to 650 people and to Saxabord Spaceport, the country's first vertical launch programme. Throughout this podcast, we will offer a series of unique insights into the design, build and operations of Saxabord Spaceport, whilst giving you a taste of Shetland life. My name is Emily Strang. And my name is Bryden Priest. And this is Radio Saxaboard. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Radio Saxaboard podcast. Yes, what episode are we on now for? I believe this is number five. Yep, five. We're on five. Oh no, I've titled I've titled it wrong. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure you'll cope. Yeah, we'll fix it. How many we have two two episodes left after this. It's gone really quickly. Really quickly. Yeah, it really has. It really has. Um, we've fairly managed to get through them. And luckily this season, although there's been a few episodes that have been recorded um like earlier in the year, we've been doing the uh, like recording interviews kind of the week that they come out for some of the weeks, which is not something we've usually done in the past. So that's been quite good to have it quite fresh. Yeah. Um and this one is especially exciting because, oh no, I was about to say, did you do this in person? No, I did this um, virtually as well um, because when you're up in Unst, it's hard to do the things you need to do in person because there's so much going on. So you have to be um, quite lenient with your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And to be fair, speaking of that, you weren't even... Speaking of that, that was going to be the worst segue I could have ever made. But you were in the other offices recently, which is also mental I all was. the time. I <laughs> was, yeah. So I've never, I've never, I've been to Granton once um, for the New Enlightenment Festival in Braemar. I, I um, stayed stayed there, but I'd never been in the offices. And they've actually moved offices since I was last in Granton. Um, so I was in the head office for Saxford Spaceport in Granton and um, getting to meet all the staff there, which was lovely. Um, it's so strange meeting people that you've been working with over Teams and emails for so long and um, now actually getting to meet them face to face. But yeah, Granton's such a lovely place. Yeah, my hometown, my hometown. No, the office is there. It's actually weird. This is a bit of an insight, I guess, into what the offices look like, except I'm not really going to tell you what they look like. But both offices in the one on Unst and the one in Granton look pretty similar on the inside it's actually a bit scary how similar they look because they are not related at all yeah it's weird I mean one used to be an RAF base and one used to be a police station but they both have this kind of the same feeling and there's this kind of balcony overhang mezzanine type thing going on when you come in and they both have a rocket in the foyer now Um, (laughs) I mean Unst has just gotten theirs but um, yeah they both have the rocket there which is quite cool yeah, I think the funniest one about the offices in Granton is that because it's an old police station, there are cells still there. It doesn't it doesn't feel like a police station when you're in in there, but there are still cells, I believe. See, I never well, I never really explored the downstairs. I was upstairs most of the time. Um, but I can believe you. I can believe you. But it's really <laughs> nice. It's quite cozy and homely. Um, no, it's a really nice office. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Oh, it's been a while. It must have just been nice to meet everyone. And I'm pretty sure you got to meet some new employees as well, which is exciting. Yeah, 
Yep, so there's two, two new staff that started working at the same time as I did, um, so it was really nice to meet them and kind of um, hear a bit about their perceptions as well. So they're, they might end up on the podcast too someday, you might get to meet them soon enough. Yeah, we'll probably drag them on at some point, won't we? <laughs> yeah, yep, we always do. So without further ado, you're not going to hear my voice for much longer. Um, Brian, do you want to explain who we're speaking to this week? Well, you were speaking to this week. <laughs> Yeah, so this week we are um we have an interview I recorded last week with um Steve Carter, who is the Saxford Spaceport domestic site manager. Um so he runs the accommodation, the catering, um all that sort of thing up at Saxford and has done for around ten years, he told me. So um it's interesting to see his opinions and his perceptions over the course of that ten years changing from Saxford being a resort, through to it being a spaceport. So let's go straight into the interview with Steve. Hello and welcome to the Radio Saxford podcast, uh, Steve. Really nice to have you on. Ah, oh, thanks, uh, Bryden. Yeah, it's lovely to be on. Absolutely fantastic. So the first question, Steve, that we ask all our guests is if you were going to space and you had to take three things with you, what would you make sure you take? I would, firstly, um, it's a hard question because I've had to think about it quite uh, quite a bit, is um, a jar of coffee. Oh, that's not going to last you long enough, though. Ah, well, hopefully ho- <laughs> hopefully, I won't be up there too long. Just, just enough to see uh, what goes on up there. Um, a jar of coffee is, is, is the first one because um, I love my coffee and it makes me tick. Yep. Um, the other one uh, I, I, I have to say would be my dog because oh, I'd love yeah. love to take my dog with me. You know, dog dog tends to go everywhere with us on site. So um, yeah, uh, I'd miss her if she wasn't with me. And uh, I think the third one would have to be uh, Xbox with my FIFA, <laughs> with football. You know. Um, just for those uh, long, long, long days up there that you won't know what to do with yourself apart from count stars and look at yeah. galaxies, I think, uh, yeah, FIFA football, definitely. Great answer. Um, that made me feel a bit better because this morning when we were talking to Scott, he was judging me and Emily for saying that we would take our phones with us. <laughs> that's, so, that's true, true, so, true. Different uh, different generation, I suppose. Yeah, but, that's uh, a sign me, of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I would have said the Atari box, but I don't think anybody knows what the Atari was. So. I've, I've heard of it. I don't think I've actually ever seen one, but <laughs> I've heard of what that is. Um, so, Steve, can you please tell us a bit about, about you, where you're from, um, how you started working at Saxford as Saxford Resort, um, and um, when that was, actually, too? Yeah, well, I... I um... I came uh, to Scotland uh, with an ex-partner and unfortunately it didn't, didn't work out and uh, I found myself in Inverness just outside, um, well I was actually in Culloden just outside and uh, I looked at an email that I had from Debbie and Frank um, suggesting that if I wanted any work as a, as a chef um, to come up to um, Shetland. Uh, my thoughts were, where is Shetland? Never heard of Shetland. Um, I'll give it a go and um, I came up and walked into a, a very very large kitchen the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in my life and uh, was greeted by uh, a gentleman that was not so uh, um, forthcoming with me coming up because I think he thought I was there to take his job and um, uh, as, as, as it happened uh, 
I carried on working for Debbie and Frank for a few years under the uh, chef's program and uh, as a head chef uh, within the restaurant side. And then the distillery then came into play and Mark, who was a previous manager of Saxe Award, moved, moved across uh, to run the distillery. And uh, Debbie and Frank um, suggested that I took on uh, Mark's position of running Saxe Award, um, which I have done, uh, which was through tourism and uh, through the restaurant, uh, anything from uh, looking after three or four people to maybe six, 700 people. And it's just been uh, a great journey all the way through working in hospitality and catering. And that's what I've done all my life. And I've known um, how to meet and greet and uh, try and get the best out of people and make them enjoy themselves when they're in such a far out location as mm -hmm. Saxon Ward. Yeah. Um, without having cinemas and things like that, you know, you have to make your own entertainment. And we have done over the years and it's been, been brilliant. Yeah. And uh, so when you, when you first started, you obviously came as a chef, then moved up to manager. How has that progressed over the, I think it was 10 years you told me um, mm. that you've been working there now. How's that changed now when it's moved into being part of Saxford Spaceport? Well, the, um, moving on to Saxon Wall Spaceport is still, it still needs its domestic side and it still needs its facilities. So, um, moving across has only been, uh, uh, in name really for, for, for myself. My job role has changed. It's, it's, it's increased. Um, but the same principles still abide. Um, we're still looking after, um, more corporate, um, uh, and more, um, uh, have, have more intellectual and not tourist um, uh, part of uh, the sector. So our sector has changed, but the people are still people. It, it doesn't matter where you go in, in life. Um, you could be at the very top and, and be at the very bottom. As long as you you treat them with respect and courteous, then you, you can you can achieve anything. Yeah, and I think I... I didn't even realise until I'd been working up at Saks for the past couple of weeks how many visitors that is actually coming and it's constantly rotating the amount of people you have there and I mean it seems quite full I would say yes, at the moment. Yes, yeah, yes at the moment we're actually up to our capacity for accommodation at the moment. Um, it has been uh, over the years there's, there's been many times that because of the tourists uh, fluctuate so during the winter time, there's there's not that many tourism here that mm -hmm. come up to uh, Unst, but now we're finding that we're actually 24/7 now, right the way through the year, because of uh, the industry that we're in and um, the new companies that want to come up and use Saxonwood Spaceport, and uh, we are still playing catch up with certain sectors in the space industry. So. Um, I believe that Saxe Award will be very busy for the next 10, 10 to 15 years um, as a constant, constant uh, footfall of people coming through. Yeah. You know? And even more recently, once um, Saxe got their planning permission earlier this year, that's obviously led to um, the construction phase of the project starting. How's that transition been? Because that was quite a sudden jump in the amount of people that you had. 
Yeah, well, we've we've been in this uh, sort of position before when when we had um, the radar being rebuilt and the construction workers up on site. And prior to that, we had um, the oil workers on site. Um, so it's not just all of, it's not just been all about tourists coming mm -hmm. up and bird watchers and things. It has been for the local uh, businesses to use. So the. So there has been people here throughout um, uh, the last five years, even during COVID, um, there was still activity within Saxa and the Unst uh, site uh, uh, as an island because of uh, its links to the Ministry of Defence. You know? So I wouldn't say that the footfall has actually decreased. In, in fact, if anything, it has increased over the last three months because of the project. Mm -hmm. um, the project has now taken on arms and legs and we're, we're, we're in a position that uh, we are now putting in the launch pads and um, we can't wait for the next uh, part of uh, phase three, phase four or phase two, the hotel with uh, uh, new accommodation blocks to be built and things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it will ever stop up here at Saxo, I don't think we're ever going to get any peace. It's, <laughs> it's going to be constant, which is fantastic. It keeps yeah. the younger generation coming. Yeah. Um, my son actually uh, made a phone call to me uh, two days ago. He lives in the south of England and he wants to come up to work on the space construction, um, which is fantastic because he wouldn't generally want to come up here just for a small visit, but he wants to come and come and stay. My daughter's yeah. lives here and she's uh, uh, stayed for two, three years at a time. And she comes back for two or three months at a time to uh, um, come and see what's going on. So there's there's an interest within the younger generation to make this project really work and push forward. Yeah, that's, that's a really important thing to, to, to speak about, I think. Um, how, how would you describe what a day in your life is like, Steve? I know that's a hard question for somebody like you to answer, considering every day seems to be quite different at Saxoford, but um, what what constants are there for you day to day? Well, there's the, the, the constants that um, we have, the same as every other company. There's, there's always staffing, um, there's always uh, illness, or there's uh, something that needs to be fixed or repaired. And up here, because of the, uh, the nature of the the weather patterns up here. Um, sometimes uh, we find that there's there's a leak in a house. You, mm -hmm. um, you're up on a roof one minute, next minute you're uh, in a kitchen washing a dish, um, next minute you're in an office and you're typing up a, um, a schedule and a plan or you're then fixing a computer that's not right or the Wi-Fi is not connecting properly. So the job range is absolutely immense. Um, you think that some people just sit in or they will sit in an office and just sit and concentrate on one small um, sector of their, their their job, maybe an accountant as an example, mm -hmm. or you look at a mechanic, he will then deal with one engine. We're dealing with 20 different engines and that's not even the staff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, so we try and link in with everything to make everything work. So we're we're a big part of the chain that keeps keeps everything ticking and everything working as, as best we can. So yeah, um, I'll give you a prime example. Um, 
today um, I've had uh, Wi-Fi install in two houses. I've uh, uh, taken a security vehicle to the garage. Um, I've also sorted out a fence that has fallen down and blown, blown away. I've got uh, a leak in one conservatory that uh, just needs adjusting and the doors are being blown. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a very demanding job. But as long as you're open to being able to um, not restrict yourself and be able to uh, change whatever you're doing and you have to change it on a day to day basis. So if it's a beautiful day, you go out and you go and cut some grass <laughs> or you pull some weeds. And if it's raining, you're inside doing a bit of painting or um, uh, making a table or um, building a fire, you know? Yeah. And I think that um, is kind of testament to one of the things I think is quite unique about working for the spaceport is the, I suppose corporate culture is the, almost the word for it, but the way that the team works together. How would you describe what it's like and the culture in, in working for this company? Oh, it's, I don't want to big it up, but um, at, the, at the same time, I've worked for a lot of companies over, over I'm 50, 52 years old. And I've worked in some very uh, good companies and some uh, very poor companies. Mm -hmm. But I would like to say that uh, Frank Strand and the Spaceport, the team that we have and the culture that we have as, as, a, as a family, uh, more so than anything else. And it is a great big family. Everybody knows everybody from, uh, from what they did last night to what they're going to go and do in two days' time. They know where they're going on holiday. You know, there's... It, it's not an us and them. It's yeah. it's us all together. You know, it's it. I I couldn't wish for a better place to work, and a better team to work with. Um, there is there is no one that won't help you in one your job, to your mental attribute and things like that. You know, you can always go to somebody within this company that mm -hmm. that will help or will have. Um, some 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 way of making you feel good and yeah. i don't know how they do it but they do um <laughs> I, I, I i can be on a real down day and it's dark and dismal outside and i'll have a, a one of the maintenance guys come in and he'll make me laugh and that'll be it for the rest of the day yeah you know because we have that culture between ourselves that we're all friends we're all friends and colleagues yeah you know yeah. we still keep that professional side but we're foremost friends. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, Steve. That's been very different, I think, to anything we've had on the podcast before. And I think it's really important to for people to understand that side of um, the spaceport operations as well. Um, so it's the more kind of human aspect to it, which I think is um, really important to, to hear about. So thank Are you, you so saying much. I'm human? Are you <laughs> saying I'm human? No. no, don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody. My life will change then. They think I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Bryden. Thank pleasure. you so much. That's all right. Cheers. Okay. I think the first thing I want to say after that interview is just, oh, like that was such a nice ending to the, the interview. <laughs> um, no, what a wholesome I'm, man. Yeah. And I think everybody at the company would totally agree that that's how we all feel. Um, um, about the kind of culture and how, how the company works and um, how we all work together. It's a really, really lovely group of people to work with.
Yeah, for sure. And especially working there this summer, I felt it then. And especially being one of the younger ones that, although I wasn't doing anything directly involved with launch or anything, I was just working for the company, doing bits of cleaning and whatnot. It was still like everyone is treated the same and you just it's almost like everyone just gets on with everyone it's just it is just a lovely environment but especially it's nice hearing it from Steve because I have known Steve since he well actually to be fair it's probably a better way to say that he's known me since he started at the (laughs) company just because I was so young 10 years ago I would have been would have been nine so I don't remember it directly but I've always remembered just what a lovely guy he is and it was it took a bit of convincing I believe to get him on the podcast but I'm just really glad that people get to hear about him yeah yeah no I think he's one of those people that's so integral to to the way that Saxford's run and he's one of those people who would just go out of his way he would do anything to help you and if you go to him with any problem he can come up with a solution I know Saxford's got a few employees that are like that and can just seem to solve any problem no matter how big or small um, but he's yeah. definitely one of those people. Yeah, even if it's making signs to point people in the right direction, it's literally from the smallest things to the biggest tasks. He's just, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So we won't talk for much longer, but Bryden, would you like to introduce the piece of music for the end of this episode? So this week we have got a piece of music from the Saxabird Sunday Sessions host do we call it is it a host yeah i would say one of um peter wood um peter wood was my accordion teacher for um probably since i did p5 at school <laughs> until i left <laughs> six years so i know him quite well um and this is a piece that he actually taught me when i was at school and i it's probably my favorite um thing that i heard that he's written um and it's a beautiful tune called the wood cottage waltz so we'll leave you with that and see you next week
You've been listening to Radio Saxford. Join us every Sunday for a new episode. To follow the progress of Saxford Spaceport, visit our website, saxford.com. And to keep updated on the podcast, join the conversation on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Saxford and use hashtag Saxford Sundays. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. 